the thing is, I always uh, enjoyed the game. I, I thought it was a, a fun game. Right. As I said, it was a game first of all, and a sport as well, yeah. but the game. So I was always making sure of uh, having fun. I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. So last summer, I was able to go on a uh, very special squash tour, uh, World Squash Federation ambassador trip to Armenia and Ukraine. One afternoon, uh, while we were in Yerevan in uh, Armenia, Camille Serm and I sat down and had a conversation. She uh, just won her ninth French national title last year. She's uh, won the British Open in 2016. She won the U.S. Open. Uh, so here's Camille. When did you first start playing squash? How did you come across the game? So I started when I was seven years old. Uh, actually, I was playing tennis with Colleen Omar. Yes, we knew each other since we were four. So uh, we were both playing tennis, and one day she wanted to uh, try squash. She was in a big uh, sport, sport center, mm. and the tennis court was just uh, next to the squash courts. And so I just followed her, and uh, we both liked it. And Philippe was already there, Philippe Signoret. Uh, wow. You met him, like, the yeah, first day. Yeah, straight away, yeah. And... Um, yeah, he saw that we had uh, both uh, some qualities, so he tried to wow. keep, keep us. <laughs> That's incredible. Very few people, I don't know anybody who has, you know, worked with the coach they worked with mm. the first day. Yeah. And now, you know, 20, 20 odd years later, yeah. you're still working with mm. the same coach. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, wow. yeah, I feel lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the st stability, he really knows you mm. and... Um, Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and so then you started playing, and your brother must have started playing at some point, yeah. right? So I remember um, it was, um, it's funny because as, as I was playing tennis, um, but he was three years younger, so he was playing on his own with a tennis racket and a uh, tennis, ball. tennis ball. In the squash court. Yeah. On, yeah, on the wall. Not yeah. on the squash court, but just next to, uh, there was like a door, and he yeah. was playing on the door. And Sophie was like, uh, yeah, you should try squash. <laughs> and same, yeah, he just followed and uh, liked it too. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> what was the squash scene like at that club or, or sort of, this was in Paris? Yes. Yeah. So what was the scene like there growing up? Was it, you know, tons of courts and people playing or was it pretty small? So it was uh, not in Paris, just a suburb. Yeah. It's called Créteil. Right. And so uh, there were four courts. So it was a big sports center, but not big for squash. Mm. And I remember Philippe, um, as we were kids still, um, he, he started what we called um, mini squash. So it was a program for kids. And actually that became big in France and like a national uh, program for kids uh, after that. Wow. So, um, yeah, that was, it was good because uh, it just um, made it special for us. But then it, it was a good program and they right. kept it. Kept and it went it. around the country. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And did you start playing tournaments when you're nine, ten years old? Um, I think, yeah, about eight, not mm. even that old. Yeah, after a year, I started playing right. tournaments, like in region. And then uh, I remember we, uh, so we, we could qualify for the national uh, French uh, championship. And I remember, so the first one I, I did, I finished second last. 
and uh, yeah, wow. second last. And in then, which age group was that? So it must have been under yeah, it was eight, but it was under under thirteen 11, or under eleven. 11 mm. Yeah, I would say. And I remember I played the future national champion in the first round and lost. Uh, at that time, it was a nine, so nine love, nine love, nine one. <laughs> Did she give you the point at the end? Or? I don't remember. <laughs> Were you upset when you lost that badly? No, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember being hmm. upset. I just... Uh, it was a bad loss. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was tough and she was so good. She was from um, Iranian Island. Uh-huh. You must know her, like, Celia Lamango. Yeah, 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 right. So that was her. Amazing. And she was such a like a star already. Uh, like she, it was funny because when we were young, la, this island was really good in the, in the national, mm. and so uh, they were coming with TV and everyone was following and it was big. Like and us were just uh, starting, you know. So right. it's well, that's funny because they're a, a tiny little island so far yeah, away, yeah. and you're in Paris. Yeah, exactly. But they were better. Yeah, yeah they were. Thierry, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, they had a lot of good players. And so the, the year after, I finished uh, five, mm. which was, was already uh, not bad. Right. And then the third year, I won. My first so uh, Philippe was talking about uh, the same thing sort of happened where you did really poorly, and then a couple of years later, you succeeded mm-hmm. uh, when you went to the British Junior yeah. Open. Same thing, right? Yeah, you exactly. had a really sort of horrible first, yeah. first year, right? Yeah, because we... When I when I won my first national um, title, we were like, "Oh, that's a good achievement." But let's see what's uh, you know what's the next step and how how yeah. uh, the the rest of the world is playing. And yeah, that was uh, <laughs> then when we saw how how I did at the British, we were like, "Okay, there's still a lot of work." So you you lost in the first round, yeah, and same a very bad score, yeah, to an Egyptian, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because this Egyptian doesn't play anymore, and right. I don't know what she what she yeah. became but uh, I remember the year after I, I think I played Ranim mm. Malili and <laughs> that's funny because she and now you're still now, yeah. friends with her and playing yeah. against her mm-hmm. um, so what is it about your personality or you know that like having that setback having that adversity you know a pretty severe adversity losing badly in a tournament how did you overcome that how did you have the resilience to come back the next year and, and, you know, and, and, and do a lot better. Like, how did you believe in yourself? Um, I guess Philippe was the, one of the main reasons. Mm. Um, but the thing is, I always uh, enjoyed the game. Uh, I thought it was a, a fun game. Right. And as I said, it was a game, first of all, a sport as well, yeah. but the game. So I was always making sure of uh, having fun. And uh, my coach as well. Yeah, uh, right. So not having the result be the only thing about yeah, exactly. it. You, you enjoyed the process. Exactly. You enjoyed practicing. You enjoyed going to tournaments. Whether yeah. you won or lost, yeah, you still exactly. had a fun time. Yeah. And I, I guess as a kid, uh, it was already a chance to travel, you know, around right. Europe. And right. Uh, right. Um, I just enjoyed the whole package, <laughs> not it's only amazing. the tournaments. <laughs> it's amazing to have you know, those like, horrible defeats. In fact, most top players have had that that they you know they weren't winning tournaments from the get-go and yeah. you know they had had adversity mm-hmm. um so you also lost in the finals of the world juniors yes in hong kong mm-hmm. 07. Exactly. so tell me about that tournament how, how had you done in the world juniors before that you know two years earlier or... uh two years earlier i only played twice mm. and two years earlier i was in belgium i remember and i, I was one of the youngest 
and um, Ranim was already there but mm. uh, she was far uh, too good at that time uh, for me mm. and um, I remember I, I in the individual I lost to um, Tenille Schwartz from mm -hmm. South Africa right. she was one of the best at that time yep. and there was some really good uh, Americans as well I remember uh, Lily Lawrenson yep Lily Lawrenson yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I remember having really uh, good matches with her so even in the team, even I really had some tough matches, right. and um, it was just to uh, get some experience. And then Hong Kong was my target, like uh, yeah. try to do a good result. And uh, I remember, well, first of all, it was our first time in Hong Kong, so with the girls, we were very excited, and it was all new and you know discovering. The food yeah, and exactly. Uh, and new, did you take the tram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun and. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah, even the tournament was good. Uh, I remember being uh, quite quite nervous um, uh, at the beginning of the tournament, but mm. then um, I, I played well, and even in the semi-final against Annie, because mm. she was playing home. Local, and, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I was happy with my tournament. Looking back, I don't, I don't think I could have done better. Were, you, ner was were you nervous in the final? I was, was yeah, but then I. I I, I didn't play bad. It's yeah. just that running was so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah. I tried to catch up now, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the juniors, I remember she was uh, yeah. really really good. And then you had a, like all pros. You know, once you leave the World Juniors and the British Junior Open, and you are playing professionally, it takes a while to oh, get. Yeah. So tell me about that. What what? How was that process? Um, it took about two years to mm. get some good results. So yeah, it felt long, felt hard. I remember. Right, you've been so good as a junior. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then exactly. It's harder to yeah. lose and travel. Yeah, I mean, people kind of forget that uh, I have been through qualifications. I have been through tough, uh, you know, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, and they think uh, now I, you know, I'm in the main draw all the time. But uh, yeah, I've been through as well. That's right. That's um, right. Maybe not as long as some players, but. Still, I know what it is, mm -hmm. and um, I know, <laughs> like for example, yesterday I was talking about going to s somewhere. I, we flew with Colleen, we flew to Chicago, and then we had to take a bus for hours, and we actually played a tournament in um, someone's uh, had a court in his house. Indiana, yes, yeah, in Goshen. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I mean, I, I we we I played two matches, and that was it. You know, going all this way and. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was fun traveling with uh, someone, I mean, right. Colleen or, or someone Helps else. Lot, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, we had to keep uh, mm. believing and uh, working hard. <laughs> Did you have a moment where you felt like, you know, you took off? That was a big moment. I uh, think uh, 2010 when I reached the semi-final of the World Open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. It's funny because this tournament, I beat Laura Massaro in the second round, and that was big for me. Even mm. though we had some really close matches before, but I never bet her before, and yeah. that was right. like a big win for me. And then I beat uh, Jane Duncan, who was world number two. two right. So yeah, that was my breakthrough, uh, I think. And that's when you thought, okay, I really can yeah. be a top ten player. Yeah, that's when I became actually top ten. I think so. That really made it, yeah, yeah. made it real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought, no, I can actually beat those girls. Mm. So uh, you and I were talking about this earlier today. Briefly, I remember you had a match at the tournament champs. I don't remember who, who you lost to, but you were so upset about it. This year? No, like five, oh. year, five years ago. Oh, wow. Maybe it was Lauren. Sorry. 
Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember that? Well, <laughs> or does that happen after every tournament? Yeah, <laughs> when I lose, I um, uh, maybe it was Larmasar. Um I remember one one match we had at the tournament of champions mm. few years ago, mm. and um, even my mental coach came, and uh, it was a tough loss because I think it was three two. I think I think it was a close match, but. Um, I felt like uh, I could I could have done better and um, yeah. and um, you know how how Laura can use a bit of uh, space on court and uh, I felt like um, the referee was not seeing it and yeah. I felt like it was unfair and um, but the good thing about that match is that the next day we had a meeting with the referees and. Um, you were talking, able to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was interesting as well, too. Yeah, it seems like that's a great uh, addition to the tour in the last couple of years, yes. having more communication so the players can say what they are seeing mm. and feeling and the referees can say what they're seeing and, exactly. and, and have a, a, a dialogue. Mm, that's an, yeah, that's really great. important. Mm. Well, so I remember that you were, you were totally upset and then... You you go out and you win the British Open, maybe like you know a couple of months later. I can't remember, but it you know yeah. you, you had a great result. You know your your best tournament victory mm -hmm. to date that moment. Um, and then the same thing happened where you I remember you lost in China maybe in the first round. Um, in Oh, Al Ram, yes, yes, in Egypt. Yes. That's right. And then, and then a month later, <laughs> you you came and won the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. So you had these incredible victories after sort of uh, bad, loss. bad yeah. losses, <laughs> which you know a lot of players. That's not how it works. They they keep winning, winning. You know, they the more they win, they you know they. Yeah. But you had these. So tell me about both of those. What like what, you know? I remember you you and I talking after the U.S. Open that you would you'd really um, bottomed out and you reassessed everything with your coaches and your team and, yeah. and rededicated yourself to, yeah. to playing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, three weeks later, you have an incredible tournament. So yeah. is that what, is that what had happened? Yeah. I mean, um, I always thought that uh, you learn more after losing than winning right. because you, you analyze and you, um, yeah. when you win, you're just happy and you don't. And you say, great, I'm yeah, so perfect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> So um, it's funny because I've read uh, like um, a book about it and mm. a lot of, um, it can be in any, any uh, it's not only in sport, it can be like in um, music mm. or like an artist or mm -hmm. when they, when they fail, they learn about, right. about that and that's when they become better. That's right. And so I've learned a lot about, about this process. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, I don't want to go through, but uh, if mm. I have to, I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, it's interesting how it it, uh, it motivates you, but it also you when you win, you just sort of you don't examine it, and and, yeah. and when you lose, you think about what's going on and how to, yeah. how to be better. Because when you even when you win, you're like, um, okay, what's next? But mm. actually, there was maybe something you needed to work on, That's but right. you didn't analyze you don't, it. You don't think about it because yeah. you because you won. Mm. Um, do you spend a lot of time watching video of squash TV and, yeah. and, and analyzing? Yeah, we do. Uh, with my coach, we do a lot of, uh, of what, that. What went wrong and, yeah. and, and what, you, what you want to do for your next match. Exactly. The, 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 the habits, the routines of the other player. Yeah, exactly. That's we do uh, before every match. Like I'll analyze uh, hmm. every player I play. Like we will 
I will write tactic, he, he will as well, and then we combine the both. See, uh, oh, so you, you come up with a game, game yeah. plan. And Most of the time it matches. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it just add one or two points. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah it's, I really like it. And I like it because as well it, it um, makes me think less about the pressure. Mm. Like I'll just focus on what I have to what do. What the plan is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, and after the first game, will you, the two of you, just say, okay, hey, you remember the plan? And yeah, like, you know. yeah sometimes, sometimes we have to remember the plan. Sometimes we have to adapt because the opponent is doing something else. Yeah, yeah. So you have to you yeah. have plan A, but then you have to get yeah. plan B. Yeah. Um, so you have, uh, you're getting married in December. Mm-hmm. And then the most important uh, thing is turning 30 in, in <laughs> April yes. uh, on, on, the, on the national holiday. Um, so you have, a, you have a, a big sort of life transition happening you know, yeah. this winter. <laughs> Seems like. Um, that sounds is exciting, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. When, um, when we got engaged in last December, um, it's funny because uh, my family and even my fiance uh, thought that maybe it had uh, disturbed me a bit uh, from from my squash. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it's true, I, I mean, I didn't have like a great season. Mm. I mean, comparing to the right. last one, right? Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't excellent. And so they thought maybe it was disturbing. Me. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I don't think so. I I just think that, and we've talked about it with Philippe as mm. well. We uh, kind of um, got lost a bit with my with my game, and mm. uh, actually after after I lost to uh, Noah Tayeb uh, in January at mm-hmm. the TRC, mm. we wanted to adapt my game to her game, mm-hmm. but actually it's not. It's you can't not do my, that. Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I needed to find my my game um, back, mm. and um, I've been doing better the last few weeks. Yeah, I've been playing better. Well, you did again. well tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> against Remy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's exciting to get married, and uh, of course, uh, squash is still yeah. uh, one of my priority, and I want to do. Well, they they have, there's you know two theories: getting married is good for your game, or it's bad for your game, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think it depends on the on the exactly. couple and how it all is, but. Exactly. Exactly. You, you you do see people doing better or doing yeah, worse. Yeah. I think I always thought it would um, like uh, take off some pressure because mm. I would think, oh, I mean, if I lose, I have some something else on, yes. on side. Yeah. yeah. But uh, actually, it doesn't really work like that. It's not all black or all white. Mm. You know, you have to mix it up and right, uh, right. Yeah, find the balance. Um, <laughs> no, it's interesting. We the. Um, the last couple of years with the lower tin and 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 the the real rush of Egyptian excellence, which mm-hmm. has just really come on. The non-Egyptians, you know, the stereotype is that the Egyptians <laughs> are the are the shooting, you know, they're just <laughs> aggressive, attacking players, and everybody else. The stereotype is that you're all attritional, yeah, up and up and down the walls, and that's not true at all. But have you felt like because of the the change of the tin? Um, that you've had to sort of recalibrate your game is that do you feel like you've had to evolve or are you trying to play the same game that you played five years ago no um, a little bit had to adapt and mm. um, what we've been working on as well is um, volleying more you know controlling the team more mm. like like most of the men do because mm. we when we were looking at the other girls we were like it's funny even the tall tall girls they don't really they, use their they height. let the ball go yeah, yeah they just go in the back 
Why yeah. not try volleying more and uh, controlling the tee and, yeah. you know, even make the, the game faster. And right, everything. speed it up. Yeah. So um, that was the main thing mm. we focused on. Mm. And obviously, when I said uh, that I lost my game a few months ago, I kind of um, stopped uh, attacking when I had the opportunity and trying to get, you know, more precise in the back of the court. And actually, why... Why do that you mm. know, when you have the opportunity to just go for yeah. a shot? Well, it was like we were talking this morning. I mean, there's something about confidence. Yes. Like having, <laughs> you know, it, it's easier to let the ball go to the back. Yes. It gives you more time mm. and you're less apt to make a, a bad shot. shot. You know, mm. the rail is going to probably be tighter with better length. So mm. it's, it's riskier. But I think with the lower 10... And the speed of a lot of the women on tour, you really have to speed up the game. You can't, yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't just get into a rhythm. But to be honest, I was a bit scared um, physically mm. not to be able to uh, like get get those balls in mm. the front, and mm -hmm. even with my back, I thought I was going to be like tough. Right. But no, actually, we we worked hard, but uh, I managed to uh, be as. Uh, I think as good as the others. Right. <laughs> Have you changed your your training? Um, uh, what you what you do? I mean, you're doing a lot of Pilates, which is great. Mm -hmm. Do do you do other things that you weren't doing two or three years ago? Um, no, I I think we just uh, pushed a bit uh, further. Like uh, we do a lot of ghosting, mm. and uh, we've done like uh, ghosting with uh, further balls from in the front. You know, just to uh, to force your yeah yeah yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You you were playing back when there was nine point scoring mm. and and then going to eleven. Did, do you feel that transition was more dramatic for you as a player, or was it the lowering of the ten? To be honest, I, I don't really know because I I don't even remember when we changed the points. Yeah. So um, I, I don't. When you were younger. Yeah. So I don't really remember yeah. how it affected me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, and there might be more changes in the future. You know, we might yeah, we yeah. might have playing two out of three, or we yeah, might have yeah. you know Rami's idea of getting a clock and yeah, yeah, so that, that's an know. idea actually for the mm. if we make it to the Olympic, right, uh, right. You know, they they want to find something attractive right. and new and uh, accessible for the TV as well. Yeah, so. that's right. And a clock always yeah. helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you must have been so excited when Paris got mm. selected for 2024 rather than 2028. <laughs> exactly, because I was thinking maybe I still have a chance <laughs> if, we may, if squash makes it, yeah. Um, is, is there a lot of excitement at, in Paris? Are people talking about it? Is, are there billboards? Is, there, is it in the newspaper or radio? Yeah, I think, uh, of course, the athletes are very excited. Um, I, don't, um, I don't know about French people in general, But, um, like, for example, next week there's a big event in Paris um, about the Olympics and they're going to, like last year, they're going to, um, how do you say, um, like say show some, some sports oh, demonstrate. in Paris. Yeah, yeah, demonstrate some sports Neat. in Paris. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, pretty good even for, you know, six, people. Six years later. Was, it's in six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Just to show, like, have a test. Right, to see it, what, yeah. What yeah. It's be, yeah. Well, it seems like because of your success, I remember after you won the, the British and the US Open, it seemed like you were on television and there was lots of media <laughs> attention for you. A little bit, yeah. Um, and, and when Greg won the, the, World, the World Open as mm -hmm. well, there was media attention for him. Yes. So it seems like 
maybe people in France sort of know about squash in general compared yeah. to you know some other countries. Yeah, and it seems yeah. like it's getting talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's and... it's getting better. Yeah. Obviously, um, it's not as much as we would like, but yeah. um, how can I say? Like some people really want to um, to help us and make it uh, bigger in France, so they communicate to the medias when we uh, when we win something mm, yeah. Um, yeah. even with the French Federation mm. and um, <laughs> even last year last October with Philippe we organized like um, an event to talk about uh, mm. to talk more about squash and um, with some journalists like and French athletes and um, right. like both from uh, companies and it was really good. Like they loved it. Some of them discovered the the sport they never played never before. Seen it, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and so it was great because everyone talked about it on social medias. Right. And right. So right. that's that's a process as well that we're trying to do. Yeah. You, you know the teams down in Marseille and yes. uh, not. Yeah. I mean you're having some good yes. tournaments. Yes. And I think we have uh, next year again the woman. I mean in two years yep. the woman again in France. Which is great, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. I just. Um, when actually when we played in Paris, we had uh, quite a few coverage. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. Right. Mm. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, if squash does get in to Paris, it would, <laughs> you know, it would, we, you know, it would be a, an amazing yeah uh, experience for you mm-hmm. just to you know as a as a fan of the game and, yeah. and a fan of, of sport, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be a participant. Oh yeah, that would be my yeah dream. <laughs> And then you can retire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the plan, actually. If we make it to the Olympics, then I uh, retire after. The after Olympics. you win the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. I will do my best, but just to participate. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. A lot of people, obviously, from Paris, are going to go to Tokyo uh, mm-hmm. in two years to see the, you know, how it's how it goes, and yeah, um, you know, hopefully by then we'll be we'll be in for twenty twenty four. Uh, I don't want to have to wait till Los Angeles in 2028. That's yeah, that's too long. That will be long. <laughs> but if we make it there, it's still positive. Yeah, we'll uh, you never know. Make it right. one day. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. All right. Great. Thank Anything you. Anything else? Anything else you want to say? <laughs> say something in French. Merci. Uh, U.S. Uh, <laughs> Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, our social media manager, Lorel Holly, and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and most importantly, have spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash buddies.